0: Welcome to Continued Conversations. I'm Brad Dexter, your host, along with Tim Banach and Claire Thielen. In this season of our podcast, we're taking the opportunity to explore the stories of people that are living with a variety of different neurological conditions. We'll converse about different diagnoses with experts, but what we'll learn there won't tell the entire story. Behind each of those diagnoses is an actual person, an individual, and a support system navigating grief, hopefulness, and developing resiliency. Join us for their journeys. Welcome back to Continued Conversations. As uh, you just heard in the intro to the podcast, we talk about a lot of different things here. We talk about things that are going on in the healthcare world. We talk about issues that we face in the workplace and in life as well. And uh, our conversation today between Steve Kirschke and myself uh, is kind of about this element of change or transition for individuals that uh maybe are moving from a facility back into uh, their own community or home with family as well so continued telerehab is an affiliate and really kind of the brainchild of qli in omaha nebraska and as a telerehab company we're serving people all over the nation with virtual services uh, whether it's physical therapy occupational therapy psychology or speech therapy And one of the services that we offer is this transitional type of service, right? Recently, just to kind of set up what our conversation is going to look like today, we were serving a family who had a loved one that has been in a facility for about five years or so. And they're really kind of considering a transition Of this individual back into their home for a number of reasons. You know, I think there's an element of, man, we just, we miss this person. We want to be more involved in their life. There's an element of travel that was involved there as well. Um, But at the end of the day, they sought out our transitional services to kind of step in and help them. And, uh, you know, there are a number of factors that we had to look at as a team to ensure that that transition and that change in all of their lives was going to be successful. So, Steve, uh, I think I've set that up well. You know, yeah. do you want to jump in and kind of talk through, you know what do we do as a team to try to make that happen for them?
1: You bet, yeah, I think you set it up perfectly. and and one of the first things we do is consider who is the audience. And in this case, we had really three um, different audiences. one being this is a a funded through workers' compensation. so the the payer and associated um, team members on on there, where, you know, they really want what's best for this family and for the injured worker. And they are looking for some support and, and certainly have a vested interest in that. Then you have the parents who uh, are looking to make sure that a, can they handle taking this individual home and what does it look like in their life and how do they, you know, start to navigate that. And then we have the injured worker and uh, you know, certainly he, was interested in, in coming home, but he's he's coming from a facility and home and facility look quite different. Mm-hmm. So first of all, making sure we have a clear understanding of who, who all is uh, involved and, and what maybe motivates them and maybe what some of their concerns might be. So that's where we, where we start. The other thing that is really important is that we understand uh, what happens when a change comes about. And in this case, uh, the change that popped up was transitioning from a facility to home. And that should be a trigger for us to say, okay, something is going to happen after this. Um, And usually there's this period of time where you start to see if something actually happens. Sometimes it's immediate And sometimes it's delayed. And uh, really, we just need to understand that there is that period of time and we're probably going to see something happen. Usually it's a change in performance. It's some frustration. uh, It it could be just like a, a, a time of accommodation. So sometimes it's very minor. Sometimes it can be pretty critical and, and pretty major and pretty urgent. So just understanding that the impact of that can can be very different depending on uh, some of the keys that you put in place, which we're going to talk about a little bit more. But at the end of the day, we hope that we can help people work through that and they get on the other side and and either make a good decision on what's best for them. They're off and running and they're in a good spot. And, and so that little visualization is something that we think a lot about and, and educate people on. And in this case, there were about five things that we did to lead up to the trial home. This person went on a two week trial home and mm-hmm. and we felt like that was a really great idea, but there was some planning that we did on the front end. So when we talk about the keys to success, one of the first things that we do is start to develop, to develop that plan. And we wanna do it as soon as possible. In this case, actually, as a critique to us, I wish that we would have planned a little bit sooner. Yeah. Right? That planning process can take longer than what you think and we are up against a little bit of a deadline and I wish that we probably had a little bit more time. So that's a little side note, but start develop that developing that plan as soon as you can, um, and that plan should be as detailed as possible. Uh, I think back to uh, this situation as well, and I think we came in a little bit strong on it. I, I don't know how too you detailed. <laughs> you know, we, we this is really familiar to us, mm-hmm. and we understand all the risks involved, and we understand what the the family is going to face, and and. uh in hindsight, you know, we could have done a better job of easing into that and, and understanding, you know, where this family was at, where the injured worker was at. And, and, but at the end of the day, you know, we want to be thorough with that because the next thing that we wanted to do, uh, which is the second key is just set clear expectations, help them understand, you know, here's what you're up against. um, Here's what you're going to experience. And here's, some potential risks and, and, and challenges that you might face. And why I think that's important is for a couple of reasons. Sometimes people are just wildly unrealistic. Mm -hmm. They expect it to be easier than what it's going to be uh, in terms of them changing their routines and, and what it's going to be like to manage that. They expect it, um, you know, even long-term to be easier than what it's going to be. Right. In this case, two weeks, it was longer than, than the injured worker had ever been home, but nowhere near, uh, the amount of time that, it, that it, what it would be to to take him home indefinitely yep. and helping them understand the differences between that and starting to essentially foreshadow, you know, here's what you're going to feel. Here's what it might feel like. Here's what you might encounter. And let's have a plan for that rather than just take it as is. And I think that's sometimes hard for people to really start to face.
0: Yeah. You know, there there's a, there are probably certain times in our lives or certain scenarios where it's okay to just quote unquote, Figure it out, right? Mm-hmm. Or we'll figure it out when we get there. Type type of mentality. That's you know, I think there's a, an element of resilience to that, and and it's necessary at certain phases. But for something like this, I, I think it's good to go in. I always use the term "going in eyes wide open," right? Mm-hmm. You don't want to go in blind. You you want to make sure your eyes are wide open. You kind of see all the different possible scenarios you possibly can, and just be
1: prepared. Mm-hmm. So I love what you're saying there. Well, and and usually people can feel what's about to come Mm -hmm. and it's whether or not they actually want to face it. Right. We we all have this avoidance. Yeah. um, Maybe not. We all, I think a lot of times we have this avoidance um, behavior and it's a protection uh, approach that we take so that then we'll just, it it almost feels better than um, having to deal with it right away. Mm -hmm. And I, I think A lot of times our job is to start to ease that because what we know is that even when with that, there's going to be things that are expected or unexpected that arise. And if we haven't dealt with it on the front end, it's going to be really hard to deal with it during. Um, So that's why setting clear expectations and foreshadowing up front is really important. The other thing, if possible, is to start practicing with individuals with brain injuries, especially, but I think this actually generalizes into uh, individuals without injuries, spinal cord injuries, really anything in life if we can start accommodating to the change and the new routine before we actually have to do it, it again, starts to ease that mm-hmm. for people with brain injury, especially they, uh, hopefully have really good routines in place. And when we change those, it's a really big deal mm-hmm. and understanding that it's a big deal is, is the first thing, but secondly, knowing that it takes some time to start to shift that. Um, and the better that we can do to practice that the better the transition is going to be. So those, you know, key one and or key two and three right there, kind of go hand in hand, but I do think that that's an important factor.
0: So in this scenario, the start practicing part, Steve, you know, one thing that we, we had talked about uh, to the parents early on was just like, Hey, what does a schedule look like for uh, your son currently? And and what would that look like at home? And how, how can we start envisioning that a little bit more? Would you say that kind of fits with the start practicing part?
1: Yeah, I think that's one example. Uh, the other example is we started practicing by actually having the injured worker come home for two weeks. Mm -hmm. Right. So, you know, that was a a repetition of taking him home for way longer than they ever had and experiencing that. And now we're in the next step of like, what is the next opportunity to practice? Do we go another two weeks uh, as a trial? Do we do a four week trial? Do we do something different than that? Yeah. So understanding that there's lots of opportunities to do that. The other area where I think start practicing happens is we've started to say, what could he be doing back in that facility to practice and solidify some routines so that they're more ingrained and they look more like what it might be like when he gets home. Uh, So practicing looks very different depending on how you look at it and understanding that in doing that, it starts to solidify that routine a little bit more. Mm -hmm. And then we actually make the transition. So one of the things that we talk about is that simulation is not sufficient. You know, you hear the word simulation thrown around a lot, and if we just simulated, um, we would be in big trouble. So I don't know how you feel. Yeah, about it's that. still
0: it's still different than the real world. It's still different than the novel situations that you kind of get thrown into, right?
1: Yeah.
0: Um, it, it's a very good thing. It's helpful, but it it doesn't um, help you anticipate all of the problems. That Sometimes it's
1: the only option. Yep. Right. Uh, but it but in this case, uh, I don't think we simulated. Right. He went home and they we had did the to, thing live through what it's like to take care of him for 2 weeks. Yeah. But we did simulate what it would be looking like for and like a longer period of time, yep. right? Because we still have not encountered um, maybe some of the physical challenges that might come up. It's just hard work. Uh, we haven't encountered what it's going to look like when there's no support and no you know, fallback routine. And so in that case, we simulated, but we we actually saw what would happen for two weeks, mm-hmm. right? And so making sure that we see every little scenario as best as we can, so that we're not filling in the blanks with assumptions. And that's the key there to make to actually making the transition. Um, I think we see a lot of times we can simulate what home looks like in the facility and then we're confused as to why it fell apart. Um, well, we shouldn't be confused by that. We should just expect that, right? Yeah. And then lastly, uh, the last key is support for success. And this is a big piece. It's support from uh, a clinical team. It's support from family. It's support from, uh, in, the, in this case, the the, the folks on yeah. the payer side. And making sure that we um, have the right amount of support right away, and that we don't fade it too soon, and we have good parameters around how are we going to change that, and what needs to happen, what are some milestones that we might want to hit in order to make some changes to the amount of support that someone needs, and so um, you know that that's a really key um, aspect to making everything else go well.
0: That's awesome, Steve. So just to summarize develop a plan, set clear expectations and foreshadow them to help them start preparing, start practicing, make the transition and provide the right amount of support for success. Uh, Steve, this has been just really helpful to kind of talk through. And um, yeah, I appreciate you joining for the conversation too.
1: Yeah, I really appreciate you having me. One just plug for some of the things that we've been doing at Continue is this idea around transitions. What we see uh, quite often is that transitions happen from a facility to home, and we can be really um, specific about what that looks like, the time timeframe, uh, the amount of support needed. Um, and we can we we found that we're really good at that component. So that's one area that I I love to tell people about. Uh, the other thing to think about is it doesn't have to just happen from a facility to home. Uh, this can happen in a facility. It can happen even at home. So we have you know events that happen throughout our life that can create challenges. Um, it could be as simple as starting a new job. It could be um, something as challenging as maybe a change in marriage status, right? Um, but if as uh, uh, payers, as providers, as family members, um, if we know that those are happening, seeking out the right support for success is something that we would highly recommend. Um, and it's something that we would love to be helpful with. So for those out there listening, just know that whether it's us or someone else, it's it's something to be looking for.
0: Awesome. Well, thanks for joining the conversation today.
1: Thanks for having me. Thanks for
0: joining the conversation with us today. If you found it helpful, please share with your family and friends. You can learn more about us at continuetelerehab.com or check us out on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook.